Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. I am your host, Christina Royster, aka Miss Chris D. And what I need you to do right now is go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. Subscribe, rate, review, all of the love is greatly appreciated. It helps the show climb the charts. And make sure you follow the YBO Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Today's episode was virtually recorded, still in the middle of a pandemic currently. So I chatted with my mother via Zoom. So you guys get to hear Mama Diane Timberlake on the podcast. So please keep in mind if we have any technical issues, please bear with us. It's on Zoom. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. All right, so we're going to jump right in. We're going to start with Put Y'all On. Do you have a Put Y'all On this week, Mom? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Um, what am I watching? What am I listening to? A bunch of things, but I can't off the top of my head think about okay. it. <laughs> That's fine. I have two Put Y'all On. Number one, I just want to share with the audience that I have been binging Harry Potter, the movies, from the very beginning. So actually, it's very fitting that I have my mother on this episode because you are the one who stole the joy of Harry Potter from me as a child. Well, it was against my church beliefs. (laughs) So for those of you who do not know, I was brought up in a Christian household and I'm very grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. I didn't really feel like I was missing out on anything. But as a kid, I was not allowed to watch Harry Potter because it was wizardry and witchcraft. So now that I'm 25, I said, hey, I've never watched these movies. Let me watch them. (laughs) So I kind of feel like a little bad, like, ooh, I'm finally watching Harry Potter. Like, (laughs) but there's like eight movies over 10 years, I think. And I am, I just finished the second movie. So that's what I've been watching recently. But I also want to put y'all onto the fact that Thrillist, they shared the most popular Thanksgiving side dishes. So mom, what do you think is the number one side dish in New Jersey? Macaroni and cheese. You are incorrect. It is stuffing in New Jersey. And I was gonna say stuffing. But A lot of people don't like stuffing. I love stuffing. I like stuffing. But I don't like stovetop stuffing. Mm. I like dressing made homemade like the black people make it. I'm, I'm going to imagine that if stuffing is the number one in New Jersey, it's probably stovetop. And oh you guys goodness. probably don't know what you're missing as far as black stuffing with cornbread. And do you put broth in it? Yes, you put chicken broth, you put cream of chicken or cream of mushroom soup in it. Mm. I one time tried to put craisins in it. I loved it, but your brother was like, what is this? Yeah, he was not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) But also, also on that list, mashed potatoes were the favorite in 10 out of 50 states. Oh, wow. I don't really know if, is mashed potatoes a black Thanksgiving food? Mm, Not really. I feel like we have sweet potatoes. We have macaroni and cheese and candy yams. All right, well, those are my put y'all on this week. So let's jump into our discussion for today. First, I just want to recap the election. Everybody is still overjoyed and overwhelmed with the fact that- Has not conceded. Yeah, so- 
unless you're living under a rock, unless you're living on a desert island, you know that Joe Biden was announced the presidential elect on Saturday, November 7th, 2020. So I, I feel like that- Where they uh, are allowing Georgia to recount their votes. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the state that won it for Biden was Pennsylvania, right? Not Georgia. But yet Georgia wants to recount their votes. Trump has not conceded, as you said. It's not legally obligated for a president to concede, or it's just tradition. And he's breaking tradition, as usual. He hasn't conceded. And it's not just Trump. A lot of other Republicans refuse to congratulate Biden. And it's just poor And that's fine. That's fine if you don't want to congratulate him. But don't be off somewhere throwing a hissy fit saying recount recount it's not fair basically i still saying that you won when you know you haven't yeah like you don't have to go shake his hand that's well and good well it's just poor sportsmanship he's a sore loser and um that's the same thing he did when he wouldn't uh put uh, obama's picture in the white house well it's just so sad. And you know what? I just want to keep the energy high because I personally, when I heard the news, my mom texted me that Joe Biden won and I was out shopping. I was not expecting the news on a Saturday because some people thought the election was going to take weeks to count. So when they called it, I actually teared up. I actually cried a little bit because it really has just been four years of hell. So to finally say we're done and we're moving on to the next president, it's just monumentous for a lot of people. Like a lot of newscasters were crying on TV because they just said, <laughs> finally, if you're Muslim. Isn't that sad that the whole world is celebrating our presidency because this four years has touched everybody. Absolutely. Not America. It's touched other countries. These four years have been so pivotal for pivotal for everybody. Absolutely. And um, as you said, people were celebrating. As soon as I heard the news, people were honking their horns in Target. People were playing music outside. People were shooting fireworks in New York City. So as many people who are upset about um, Biden winning, there's a lot more people who are happy. If you're Muslim, now you feel safe in this country. If you're illegal immigrant, if you are black, all these, there's more minority groups than uh, Trump supporters. So I'm really happy about this. And obviously we're celebrating for a different reason. We're, we're really celebrating Kamala. I mean, let's be honest. Is Joe Biden going <laughs> to solve all of our problems? Is he going to be the white savior for the black people? Probably not. Uh, but we're celebrating Kamala being the first black female vice president. She's just breaking so many barriers. Number one, first black female, not first female at that, first not even a white woman ever. has been a vice president. And on top of that, her husband is Jewish and he's going to be, his label is going to be the second gentleman of the White House. <laughs> and Joe Biden, apparently his dog is like the first rescue dog to live in the White House. Okay. He's so breaking all types of barriers. <laughs> and yeah, and Joe is the oldest president elected. He's 77, I think. I think he's 77. So, I mean, I hate to say this, but if anything happens to Joe, at least Kamala is there to take his place. 
That's true. So we are really excited. And I was just thinking about the fact that these Trump supporters are going back into their holes, groveling. I just feel like when Hillary lost in 2016, Democrats did not act like this. We wasn't shouting, recount the votes. Like, we were upset and we just dealt with it. And I just hope that this does usher in a new era of, I don't know, just a new era. I was going to say equality, but will America ever be equal? No, Joe Biden's not going to fix it for us. No. But I'm just hoping that this election we keep up this momentum and we don't let Trump bring us down because he's really trying to tarnish this victory for us. And they're still calling states. He won Alaska today. And I don't really know what that does for him, but let it be known that Trump won Alaska. (laughs) So don't be going to Alaska. (laughs) All right. Also, what I wanted to talk about, about the election was the black women working behind the scenes Black women carry the Democratic Party. I've said this on here before, and I need people to really understand. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, she single-handedly got 800,000 new young voters registered just in time for the election so they could... Isn't that amazing? Like, Georgia hasn't been blue in how many years? And now they want to recount the vote. (laughs) Yeah, so you know what? Shout out to Stacey Abrams and all the Black women working behind the scenes in politics. And... Going off of that, actress, and apparently she's an activist now, Eva Longoria, I don't know what she does, but she made a comment on NBC, this is what she said, Latina women are the real heroines here. She got some backlash for that, because don't you dare try to snatch the crown from (laughs) black women. All over social media, everybody was praising black women. Then here comes Eva Longoria talking about, well, Latina women did a good job too. No, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> so even on Gore, she since apologized, but those kind of remarks just shut up and let us have this. This is our moment. <laughs> now, speaking of the election, COVID is still happening. We're still in the pandemic. What is Biden going to do for COVID? What are his plans? Number one, he wants to start a task force. And I just want to point out that this COVID task force will be led by a black woman, Dr. Marcella Nunez Smith. So we are praying for her and we are praying for those doctors who are trying to work on the front lines and find a vaccine for this pandemic. And Actually, I say that when 45 came into office, there was already a plan that would have helped us through this, but he dismantled it. Mm. So <laughs> don't get me started because, because numbers are spiking back up. Obama so it's really crazy to me that we've been in this pandemic for like eight months. It's really ridiculous. With with no, it it seems like no relief in sight because it, yeah, numbers are going up. I'm a school teacher. They sent us back to school. Kids are getting COVID. I mean, come on, people. Mm. I know forever. However, we are not equipped to handle what's happening. And you know what? Um, Speaking of that, a vaccine, we're close to getting a vaccine. A a company recently said that they have like a 90% rate and um, the vaccine is doing well and it could be out soon. How do you feel about a vaccine? And who do you think should get it first? The elderly, the young people, black people, Native Americans? I really don't. I really don't know. Because would you take it if they said it's ready today? 
No, it took me years to take the flu vaccine. Why are black people so skeptical of vaccines? It was, I don't know about black people, period. I have always vaccinated my kids, got a vaccine, whatever. But the flu, I've never had the flu. And because people who have had the flu vaccine say, oh, it was the worst flu I've ever had, I didn't get the flu. Mm. Until I, I mean, I didn't get the vaccine until three years ago when I started getting different ailments. I was like, you probably should get a flu vaccine. Now, if it took me, what, 45 years to get that, I'm not going to, in one year, you say this vaccine is ready. I'm not going to take it. You know, I see people saying that they're going to insert microchips in you when you get the vaccine. Somebody pointed out, you got these smartphones, these laptops, okay. these, these ring doorbell they, cameras, they and you think they're going to put a microchip in you? They know what you're doing already. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think that's any reason not to get the vaccine, but we'll that's see what happens. Like I told you I went to Walmart. I didn't have my receipt. They said, did you buy it on a credit card? I'm like, yes. Do you have that car credit card with you? Yes. I swiped it. Now, I bought this item three weeks ago. Why did Walmart's computer pull up my, my visa with the exact item on my account? Like, that's Sometimes it really, it really is spooky you know, to me. You know too much of my business. Yeah, it really is spooky to me how much they know about us. And I mean, who's to say, who's to say every time we go to the doctor at all to get any kind of shot that they haven't put something in it? We don't know. My thing is, I don't know how I, my body will react to whatever you're putting in me. It's not, oh, you're going to put a chip in me, whatever, because I feel like it can happen anywhere if that's the case. I feel like I'm covered by God, you know. So, but my thing is, I don't know how healthy, health-wise, my body will react to you putting in the COVID virus. <laughs> you say it is so deadly to people. So that's my thing. Not that I think you're going to chip me or whatever. Yeah, well, in the meantime, people are making some workarounds. Ticketmaster, who sells tickets to concerts and events, their thing is, hey, just take a COVID test before you come to a concert. That's, they want to start selling concert tickets again, and they said everybody just get tested before you go to a concert. So we're never going to get rid of this. If we keep opening stuff up, closing stuff down, it's a mess. And what, you going to bring your results to the door? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. That's crazy. Anywho, in other news, kind of sad news, very sad news, we have some deaths this week. I feel like 2020 takes somebody from us every week. King Vaughn, you probably don't know who he is, mom. He was a 26-year-old rapper. I personally didn't listen to him either, but a lot of people were affected by his death. He was shot and killed outside an Atlanta nightclub at the age of 26 this past week, and he was a friend of Lil Durk's. Lil Durk is a little more famous than him. It's just sad that gun violence is still happening in the middle of a pandemic. Like, y'all don't have anything yeah. to do. First yeah. of all, that's why we shouldn't have the clubs back open back up anyway, but. I can't believe clubs are open. Yeah. Like, what's going on? I haven't like, been to a club since. Some common sense. Yeah. Even if the club is wide open, 
you should say, this is not good me standing shoulder to shoulder with someone, even if I have a mask on. Yeah. Like, so, I feel like we're so entitled as Americans that we, we don't, we put all common sense out the window. Can't go without our restaurants, can't go without our nails, can't go without the club. Mm, mm -mm. Well, well, guess we can't go without COVID, huh? <laughs> also, uh, another death this week, Alex Trebek. He did over yeah. 37 seasons, 8,000 oh episodes of was Jeopardy. He, 80 years old? he was 80 years old. Wow. 37 seasons of one show, that's a lot of dedication. So he will be greatly missed. A lot of people just talked about how they used to watch Jeopardy every night at 7 p.m. with their grandma. Yeah. And um, it's just American staple. So rest in peace, Alistair Beck. I mean, we all know that he did have cancer. And um, 80 years of life is still a legend. Yes, it is. An accomplishment. But um, rest in peace to those people who passed this week. And in happier news, uh, do you remember the little short film and the, the picture book, Hair Love, Mom? It was yes. written by Matthew Cherry, yes. who won an Oscar. Well, yeah. the audiobook is out, and guess who is narrating the little girl? Blue Ivy Carter, Beyonce oh and God. Jay Z's daughter. Okay, how old is she? I don't know how old Blue Ivy is. Uh, let me look that up real quick. She must be able to read, apparently. Well, yeah, mom, she's way older than you think. She's eight. Blue Ivy's oh, eight. Okay, okay. So, congratulations okay. to Blue Ivy getting her coin, getting her bag. That is so exciting. Congratulations. And who's playing the other part? I don't know. I didn't read it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. <laughs> but um, that's really exciting. And if you want some more happy Black girl news, Miss USA uh, just happened this week, and the winner was Asia Branch a 22-year-old black woman from Mississippi. So Miss oh. Mississippi won Miss USA 2020. Oh, she will my go goodness. On, hmm? I said, oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yep, and she will go on to represent the U.S. in Miss Universe. Remember, last year was the year that Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, and Miss America were all black. So... I'm happy to see the face of America is changing. I think yeah. the winner of Miss Teen USA this year was a Hawaiian woman. So I'm glad to see the face of America is changing. And yeah. that's what people need to realize. Like this country may have been built on white supremacy, but the minorities are the majority now. So yeah. uh, I'm glad to see this type of representation. And um, well- And when you say it was built on white supremacy, I mean, everything from... It, it's, it's geared towards white supremacy, but it was really built on the backs of minorities. Yeah. Everything from Jim Crow to slavery to redlining has been put in place to keep Black people down. So that's what I mean by the fact that America was built... America was built to foster white supremacy. They didn't want anything to change. They didn't want us to be free. They didn't want us to start businesses. They didn't want us That's to be true. on TV. So, and now- and the, fact that, the fact that they had to suppress it, try, well, they tried to suppress it in order for them to rise to the top is sad that you don't even realize that you're inferior to us. Yeah. 
Well, that's all the happy black girl news I have because the put your foot in your mouth, shut up, black girl news is here. Kiki Palmer. This week, <laughs> Kiki Palmer tweeted, imagine if your EBT card could only work on healthy items with the eyes emoji. So what I wanted to talk about is the fact that there's two sides. With the eyes. She put like the looking eyes emoji like, ooh, imagine. So (laughs) So first what I wanted to tell the audience was, first when I read this, I was one of those people who took it wrong. I was like, ooh, this looks bad. Like you're a rich person telling poor people what to do with their money and their EBT. You can't relate. You don't have EBT. You don't have food stamps, Kiki Palmer. But then I realized maybe she just wants poor people to be able to eat healthier. So um, I, I I read through the comments. And, and, and do we do we know what her background was? Has I she don't know. Had money? Has she been poor? You're right. I don't know her family life. Number one. Number two. I don't know her intention with the tweet. She. I don't know if she came out and told people what she actually meant. But I will say that she was already under fire because. It came out last week that she has a white boyfriend and some people didn't like that. So now I do feel like people were just angry at anything she said this week. But that wasn't the right way to say it. And so, Mom, I wanted to talk to you about why can't poor people eat healthy food? Why can't they get produce? Can you use your EBT on this kind of food? So I'm talking from a person who has been on food assistance through EBT. Now, how many years ago was that? It was quite a while ago, but it was in the age of the actual card and not the food stamps that you had to tear. So 20 years ago. Yes, something like that. So things may have changed. It has, I, I can guarantee you, it has not changed that much. That EBT card is money. You walk into a grocery store, you it's for food. You can buy any food with that EBT card. Now, the only thing it used to be, the only thing you could not buy is if you go to a fast food restaurant. But you can very well buy fresh, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, fresh meat. It's food. Now, I don't know what she meant. Well, she said, imagine if your car could only be used on those things. So you ain't buying Oreos and Frito-Lays and you're only buying healthy foods. So why do you think... So let's imagine. Let's do imagine. Now, I don't know what her issue is with people buying other things, but let's imagine. Let's imagine I go into the grocery store and all I can buy is fruits, vegetables, rice, beans, raw protein. I cannot buy Oreo. I cannot buy chips. Goldfish. I cannot buy, huh? Goldfish, Capri Sun. I cannot buy microwavable dinners. Let's just imagine. Well, let's be real. Not everybody knows how to cook a home-cooked meal. Maybe my family grew up on microwavable meals. So let's imagine it could only buy whole, you know, healthy foods. Some of us would go hungry, first of all. Because we don't know how to cook? Because we don't know how to cook. 
or we don't want or we don't want to or we don't have time we don't know how to cook so let's imagine that some of us would go hungry now let's imagine those who can cook but they work every day the kids get home before them what is there for the kids to eat well let's see you may have to take some of your saturdays to prepare some meals for your kids for the whole week in any case it's more work okay mm. some of us don't want the work some of us don't know how to put in the work so we can't say that if everybody just had fruits and vegetables everything would be great yeah we can't say that it would be more work for people it would i mean maybe we would have people who less people who have a weight problem we can't say we don't know everybody's situation every home situation is different now when you all were growing up i bought a lot of microwavable food i wasn't even on food stamps i bought a lot of microwavable food when i had a paying job because it was easier okay when i come home from work at five o'clock or whatever I hope my kids have already eaten. I'm, it's a little hard to come home and then make a whole meal for the whole family. So yes, I bought ramen noodles or microwavable hungry man dinners, whatever. But, but two, by eating that way, we did develop some weight issues. Well, let's put, let's put a pin in that for a second because I don't even think about, they might not have time for it. I think about the fact that if you, I'm not on food stamps, but when I buy fresh fruits and vegetables, it's expensive, number one. And I understand food stamps, I don't know how much you get a month for food stamps, but if you just go to Whole Foods and buy a whole bunch of fresh produce, that's expensive, that's taking up all your money. Number two, produce goes bad quickly, you have to eat it quickly. And well, I feel like- a well, you don't, that's one thing, a lot of, I know when I was on food stamps, what I would do, buy it all at one time. You don't have to buy all your groceries at one time. It's easier for you, but you don't have to. Fresh fruits and vegetables, buy them weekly. And maybe it is more costly to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. They do have other healthy choices. They have- frozen vegetables, canned vegetables. I mean, and I don't think we should just say, I'm only gonna eat healthy food, fruits and vegetables. Just mix it up is what we should do. Some people, on, some people have the opinion that if you're on food stamps, you shouldn't enjoy the luxuries of Oreos and Lay's on their taxpayer dime. Well, let's go with that. <laughs> As Americans, if they wipe out the whole food stamp welfare system, they are still gonna take taxes from us. So don't say they're living on my dime. They are gonna take your taxes for something, even if it's not to give to people who really need it. Mm -hmm. It might be to, I don't know, redo the White House. Who knows? They are gonna take your money for some reason. So stop saying that's my taxes, that's my taxes. You are gonna pay taxes no matter what. Yeah, well, going people really need that. Now, for those of us who are just working the system, that's different. But 
when I was on food stamps, that was because I had gotten laid off from my job. I had two kids. I didn't stay on the system, but I needed the system for that time. My kids didn't know I was on the system because I wasn't sitting around waiting on the check and talking about my check, but it helped me to get through some hard times. Yeah. So we need to stop saying, well, we, you know, they shouldn't eat that way or whatever. You, you don't know their circumstances. And I was just going to say- That's your girlfriend. If that's your girlfriend, like me and you are friends and I'm working and she's not working and I see her just sitting on the couch eating bonbons, you know her situation. But don't just think everybody is in your girlfriend's situation. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, you know, going back to the healthy food thing, I feel like if, I feel like, okay, let's say that you did buy fresh fruits and vegetables, but like, you have a family of five. Kids can really eat. Sometimes people prefer to buy rice and beans because it stretches farther for a longer period of time. You get That's more true. meals out of it. So yes. Kiki Palmer, I understand where she was coming from, but some people did find it insensitive. And I mean, it brought up another good question. You and I were talking about it. Like, why don't these communities, minority communities, eat healthier? Why is there a crown fried chicken in every hood? and a McDonald's on every corner. Why do they target our community? Because like you said, McDonald's is a lot cheaper than going to Whole Foods. And I just feel like black people don't really have the educational tools about our health. And that's why the numbers are high for blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes in the black community. Like, remember when we were talking about like, I don't remember what year or what stage of my life, but all of a sudden we only had wheat bread in the house, no white bread. We only had almond milk, no dairy milk. We only that's had ground because, turkey, no, no ground beef. So what happened? That's because I started being more conscious about my health and my weight loss. And so then some of those things became habits and I cut it out and introduced it for the whole family. However, if you're never introduced to that, you just eat the way everybody around you eat. Now, we can say, why don't people educate us? Why don't we educate ourselves? Let's say I did learn some new habits. I'm black. Why don't I take it back to my brothers and sisters and educate them? I cannot always rely on the people outside of my community to tell me and, and my family, my friends, what's best for us. Yeah, I think, and I'm sure there's plenty of startups, there's plenty of business out, businesses out there who are trying to get more um, dietary and nutrition education out in the Black community. And, um, you know, hopefully I can share some of those on the Young Black and Opinionated podcast in the future. So I think people did come a little hard at Kiki Palmer. I don't think Again, we don't really know what was in her mind when she tweeted that. That just, that just shows you people should stay off of social media because there you that, go, one Mom. Sentence, that one little sentence needs more explanation. You can't just post something and let it take on its own wings. You need to tell the public what you are actually saying. Yeah. And that, you need more than just a line to say what you need to say. Yeah. 
And you know what? If Kiki Palmer is going to be tweeting stuff like that, she might have the resources to bring healthy food to to underprivileged communities. So let's see what she does with that. Let's All this backlash. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. That's all. Okay, folks, thanks for tuning in. That concludes another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. Make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening and follow the YBO Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. You can always follow me, Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E on Twitter and Instagram. And I won't give you guys my mom's Instagram. She's barely on there. But if you want to see what my mom looks like, go ahead on my Instagram or Facebook and you'll definitely see a picture of her. We're like twins. Thanks, mom, for coming on the show. And thank you for listening. Bye.